Inspiring interviews with today's top landlords. This is the Rental Income Podcast. And now, Dan Lane. Mike, you just bought your first rental property. Was anything holding you back from getting started? Yeah, Dan. When I started doing research, I thought you had to be a millionaire to get into this. And just from listening to the guests that you've had on your podcast, I figured out anyone can get into it. You just had to find the creative way to get that funding for the first property. And from there, the snowball can just roll down the hill faster and faster. Mike ended up using one of my favorite strategies to buy his first property. He took out a line of credit on his primary residence and used that money to help him buy his first property. So on the show today, we're going to walk through that. We'll figure out why he did that. And we'll talk about his future plan to continue to recycle that equity to buy more and more rental properties. We'll also look at the deal he bought. We'll talk about how he found it. We'll go over all of the numbers and we'll talk about how he was able to immediately increase the rent by raising the rent on the existing tenants by $200 per month. Joining us on the show today from Boston is Mike Sullivan. We'll take a really quick break to thank our sponsors. We'll come right back and we'll talk to Mike. If you're looking for a quick and easy way to finance a rental property, reach out to Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. She has a loan program where she only cares about your deal. She doesn't need to see your pay stubs, your bank statements, or your tax returns. The only thing she's going to look at is the deal. She wants to know, does the property cash flow? If it does, she'll give you a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Now, the rates are going to be a little bit higher than a full dock loan, but it's still a great deal. She can close quickly, and there's no hassle. If you want to learn more, reach out to Chaley personally at RidgeLendingGroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E, LendingGroup.com, NMLS 42056. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. I've put a lot of time, effort, and money into building my rental portfolio. It's something I'm very proud of, something I want to protect, and something I want to keep in my family for a long time. That's why I put together an estate plan. With Trust and Will, you can create and manage your own custom estate plan starting at just $199. Just go to trustandwill.com slash RIP and you'll get 10% off plus free document shipping. 
I thought about doing a will for a long time, but I thought it was going to be very complicated, confusing, and expensive, and I just kept putting it off. Luckily, I found trust and will, and the whole process could not have been easier. My wife and I sat down one Saturday morning over a cup of coffee. We went to trustandwill.com. They walked us through a series of questions, and at the end, we got our own state-specific and customized will for our needs. Trust and Will has made estate planning easy and accessible for everybody. Secure your assets and protect your loved ones with Trust and Will. Get 10% off plus free shipping of your estate plan documents by visiting trustandwill.com slash RIP. That's 10% off and free shipping at trustandwill.com slash RIP. Rental Income Podcast. Mike, so why are you buying rental properties? Do you have a long-term goal that you're shooting for? Absolutely. Um, I got into rental properties um, for my future, uh, but more importantly for my my children's uh, and their children's one day. I did a bunch of research. For about 10 years now, I've been looking for different ways to become financially free um, because to me, time is more important than money and you can always make more money. You can never make more time. And time with my family is more important than anything. And when I discovered your podcast, I figured out that, you know, you didn't have to be a millionaire to do this. Um, there are several ways to get funding for that first deal. Um, and that's when I put my head down and and just went for it. I love it. That's great. Now you live in Boston, which is a pretty expensive place to invest in real estate. Did, did, are you investing locally or, um, are, are you looking out of town? Yeah, we're local. So, uh, my wife and I live about 45 minutes, uh, South of Boston, uh, kind of near the Rhode Island border. Um, so we are staying local in that market. Um, and you're right. Everything is, uh, very expensive. Uh, but with that, the rents are also higher. So there are deals to be had, um, if you just are, you know, constantly, uh, on, on the market. Um, so yeah, we're, we're, we're staying local. All right. Now, before we, we talk about your, your property that you bought, I want to talk about the financing. I I think the way that you've done it is really kind of genius. Tell me about the, the HELOC strategy that you're using. Sure. Uh, so my wife and I, we bought our primary residence uh, back in 2016. And like a lot of homeowners across the country, uh, we enjoyed uh, a tremendous appreciation uh, over the last seven or so years. Um, and when I was trying to come up with ways to figure out how to get a down payment for our first property, you know, I looked into you know just about every single way possible. And I figured out that the HELOC would be the best option for us because why not take advantage of the equity that we had just, you know, had just pretty much fallen in our lap. Um, so we went ahead and applied for the HELOC and we were able to get uh, a $200,000 HELOC. And that was the ticket to, um, to starting our search for our first property. It's really pretty amazing. You know, when you think about it, your house that you live in is really kind of buying you a rental property. Yeah, it's it's kind of like magic. Uh, it, to be it really is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah. Now, some people might might say, and I, I don't necessarily agree with this, but but some people would say that 
it's risky to take equity out of your house and buy a rental property. Obviously, it, it doesn't sound like you, you feel that this is a huge risk. I know that, you know, everything has risks and um, things can go badly. Um, but I also know the market um, and I know that people need a place to live. And there were tenants in place already. Um, so I felt comfortable. And I also know this, our, you know, we own a condo. We bought a condo uh, and it's a two family, but it's deeded as two condos. And when I was speaking to the realtor, um, she told me that the other side, which is vacant, um, had people flooding the open house. Um, the owner of that property said that he was, you know, trying to get 2000 a month and people were willing to pay more than that. So that's when I, when I heard that, I'm like, okay, we're, we're going to do this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it, it sounds like it, the, the property is easy to rent and if something came up, your financial situation changed and you had to sell, it, it sounds like it, it wouldn't be a big deal to sell the property. Yeah, uh, we would be in a, in a good position to do that. Um, and that was like another layer of, of protection or, you know, just making me feel better about, sure. about making a purchase. Now, why use a HELOC? Like, why did you tap into your home equity versus just getting a traditional mortgage for the property you bought? Yeah, great question, Dan. So, why I like the HELOC, um, first of all, it provides flexibility. And I know that it's a variable rate and that's a red flag for some people. Um, but it, the, the property just cash flowed so, so nicely. Um, so, but what I like about a HELOC uh, compared to a traditional mortgage is as we pay down this HELOC balance, our cash flow actually goes up where that's not happening if you have a traditional mortgage. So, Every single month that we're putting our cash flow toward the principal of the HELOC, because the HELOC is an interest only for the first 10 years, our cash flow is actually going up every single month as well. So that was appealing to me as well. Yeah, and that's that's just because your loan balance is going down. So as you pay extra towards the payment, the next month you're paying less interest. Exactly. Right? Just, yeah, and yeah. like that is really cool because you know with a regular mortgage, your the amount you're paying towards principal goes up every month, but you don't really feel that. I mean, it, it's it's generally a, a pretty not nominal amount that is getting paid towards principal, but you, you can actually feel that. Like you're actually seeing that that extra money with the HELOC, and I, I think that's that's kind of cool. The yeah. other thing that I like about the HELOC is that the rental property that you bought in the eyes of the bank is free and clear because the mortgage is on your primary residence. So like, have you thought about when you're ready to buy property number two or number three, have you thought about tapping into that equity again to fund the next property? 100% Dan. So I actually got off the phone with the bank, uh, the same bank that we have our first HELOC through um, about a second HELOC on the property that we bought for quote cash using that using that HELOC. So yeah, we're, we're um, applying for a second HELOC and that will be used for a down payment uh, toward our second property. Yeah, it's and, really kind of endless. I mean, because, you know, so now you can tap into the equity from the property you just bought to buy property two, and then you can just keep doing that because now the property that you buy, your second rental property, isn't going to have a lien on it. So you you can 
open up another HELOC and you, you can just kind of keep repeating this process over and over and over again. Yeah. And that's really the compounding magic, um, the snowball effect that so many of your guests talk about. And it's just such a powerful thing. And, and I know every single person has a different way to finance um, or find financing for their properties. But to me and my wife, uh, the HELOC right now, uh, just makes the most sense for us. It really does. I, I love it. I, I think the HELOC strategy is is awesome. Now, the other thing with with a HELOC is that when you make an offer on the property that you're going to buy, it, it's almost like you're making a cash offer. Like you, you don't have to make the offer contingent on financing to the to the seller. You look like a cash offer. Did did that come to your advantage? that you were able to go to the seller with cash? It sure did. Um, so both both sides of the two family were up for sale at the same time. And my side was occupied with tenants currently living there. The other was, was vacant. Um, I had been watching the property for a couple months pretty closely, and I was watching the price drop on both units. Um, and when I spoke to the realtor after an open house, um, she said that the other side was under agreement, um, and that was kind of a trigger point for me to to kind of make my move because the realtor had told me that the owner was dying to sell both units uh, to use so he could 1031 it and buy another property for himself. Mm-hmm. So I kind of used timing and a little bit of psychology to uh, get this deal for 30000 less than ask, um, and I did that by making that cash offer the the power of the HELOC. I know, I know that him having that first unit under lock, um, a cash offer to boom, hurry up and close on the second one and wipe his hands clean of it would, would be appealing to him. So that's, that's when I decided to pounce on it. Awesome. All right. So, so let's, let's kind of take a step back for a second. So when you, like you you had the HELOC set up, so you've got your financing straight when you're looking to to buy a property, what were you looking for? Like, what what was your criteria? So the first property, um, my wife and I talked about it. We have an overall goal of buying three to six over the next three years. And the first one, um, we we know the area. We knew it was a, it's a good area. I'd probably call it a a B or B minus. Um, but we wanted the first one to cash flow extremely well. And when I was crunching numbers and looking at, you know, five or six properties that was that I was eyeing closely, this one just kept coming to the top in every single category. Um, so we were really looking for a very strong cash flow uh, and we were able to, to capitalize on that, thankfully. Now, were you looking to, to do a rehab or did you want a property that was rent ready? Uh, rent ready. Um, we... We have made a few repairs, um, and we've used the first two rent checks to take care of those. Um, so not using our money, and, and that's another advantage of the HELOC, of course. If you know if you put that principal down, you're also freeing up money. So if something does come up, you don't have to necessarily use your own money um, for for any repairs. But that was one strategy as well. Now, a lot of investors are looking at the one percent rule, kind of as a a minimum for what they want to buy. Now, I know in a lot of areas, it's not possible to get the 1% rule. In in Boston, with the prices being higher, are you able to to find properties that, that meet the 1% rule? I think it's impossible, Dan. Um, everything is just so expensive around yeah. here. Um, you know, if you're at 
you know, 0.75, that's, that's a, that's a big win to be honest, yeah. but yeah. Okay. All right. So, so you're, you're trying to, to get close, but it, it's just not possible to hit the 1% rule. You want a property that's, that's really ready to go. How were you looking for properties? Like wh- where were you? I, I guess you were working with a realtor. So was your realtor, did they have you set up on a, like an auto search? Yeah. So, so my wife and I are licensed realtors. So we were actually representing ourselves. Okay. Which another little perk. Um, Cause you know, as far as we kind of collected a little commission on the, the property that we bought and, and used that um, for other repairs. So um, we were looking uh, solely at MLS. Um, one thing I do want to get better at is finding off market deals and making more relationships uh, with people who are doing it. Um, but we found this specific one on MLS. Okay. And w- were there certain neighborhoods that you narrowed down to a- as you got more into your search or was it kind of a broad area? Yeah, we knew we wanted to stay in the city that we live. Um, we want all of them to be within a 15, 20 minute drive tops. Okay. Um, so yeah, we wanted to keep it close. Okay. So, so tell me about this property that you bought. Yeah. So, um, again, it's a two family, but it's deeded as two, two condos. Um, so we own a condo, uh, it is 1307 square feet, uh, three bedrooms, one and a half bath, um, a small lot. Um, and then there's, there's a basement as well. Um, and there are three gentlemen roommates living there. With the roommates being in the house, your tenants already being there, did you get any information from the seller on if they were paying rent or any, I guess like any information at all on the people that you were renting to? Yeah, I was able to get a little bit from the listing uh, realtor uh, who told me that, you know, they were good people who never had any problems um, paying rent on time. So I kind of took a leap of faith on that part. But as soon as we owned the condo, um, we were able to have them sign a lease and um, agree to, to certain things that we made us feel more comfortable. You had them sign a, a brand new lease with you? Exactly. Yep. Okay. All three tenants. Yep. Awesome. So let's go over some numbers. And um, so what did you end up paying for the property? We ended up paying uh, $270,000. Okay. And so you, you said you got a discount. So this this would, was listed at three hundred. Yeah. So oh. uh, back in the summer of 22 was when it was first listed. So it had been listed for several months. It was originally listed for three fifty nine, and then price dropped down to three thirty nine. And then three nineteen, and then three hundred, and when it dropped to three hundred, uh, is when it started getting a lot of attention from people. Um, I think that was kind of the sweet spot number because they had just unfortunately listed at the very top of the market and had to like watch the ball tumble down pretty quickly uh, here in the local market. So once it hit that three hundred number, um, is when people started showing up to open houses and, and making offers. So with lots of activity going on and you know, that I guess, you know, I I would assume if I was the seller, you're getting lots of showings, you're probably going to get offers pretty soon. Do you think it was the, the cash offer that made him come down to 270? I do. And I think combined with the fact that he had just got the other side with Mm. the vacant side under agreement, I think the cash offer on on the side with tenants, uh, I absolutely 100% think that 
that help. Um, so what's the property rented for? Um, currently, it is rented for sixteen fifty. Uh, the rent will be going up to eighteen fifty. Um, and how we did that? It's it's a it's a method that I heard of. It's called the binder method. And what you do is you call up the tenants, um, and this is when you want to raise the rent without being a jerk. And it worked in my case, and it literally paid off. So the binder method, and I do not take any credit for coming up with this. Um, someone else did. But what I did was, what, what you do is you find comps in the area. So I found seven comparable properties, 1,300 square feet, uh, three bedrooms, one and a half bath, within a two-mile radius. And there were quite a few of them. And I showed them one by one what each property was renting for. And they were all between 1900 and 2100 a month. And my residents were paying 1650 a month. So what I did was I said, I would really love you guys to stay. Um, I want to be able to provide a comfortable, safe, warm roof over your head. Would really love you guys to stay. If you don't, I completely understand. But here is what you're going to be paying if you do choose to move. And I showed them that the prices were between 19 and 2100. Again, they're at 1650. And what I said was, what I'd like you guys to do as a group is take a couple days, have a discussion among yourselves, and let me know what you think is fair for both you and myself. Because unfortunately, I do have to raise the rents, but I want you guys to be part of this process and I want you guys to be comfortable with it. And they were so thankful and so appreciative of it. And it made them feel like they were part of the process. And they were. Um, so they came back. This was actually over the Thanksgiving break. So I gave them, I think, three or four days, which was totally cool. And they came back with, uh, they said, hey, Mike, how about 1800 So that's 150 more than they've been paying. And in my mind, I knew that I wanted it to be at least 1850 I was praying they said, how about 1950 Right, but right. They, they came back with 1800 and I said, you know what? I was actually thinking 1900 Can we just meet in the middle and call it 1850 And they were so ecstatic and they like sent me text messages after like, thank you so much, Mike. We really appreciate it. So it made them happy. And I had just raised their rent $200 a month. Isn't that incredible? I mean, it's all about positioning where if you had come to them and said, I'm going to raise the rent 200 bucks, you know, who knows, maybe they would have left it just psychologically because it's their idea. It, it makes it so much different. It really does. And then just this past month, um, for the January 1st rent, they paid a day early on new year's Eve. Uh, they texted me happy new year, Mike, God bless. And I was like, you know what? That's just, that's worth every penny yeah. right there. Yeah, totally. Totally. All right. So eighteen fifty is is the I mean sixteen fifty is the rent now. It's gonna be eighteen fifty. How much is your HELOC payment? Yep. So last month the HELOC payment was eight hundred and fifty seven dollars. No, so that's interest only and that's variable, right? So as the, the rates rise, that that payment will go up a little bit. That is correct. Yeah. Variable rate. Um, and so my, my agreement with the bank is whatever the fed prime rate is minus 0.51%. Okay. And you know, it, it's like th- that probably also sounds risky to people that, that the rate isn't fixed, but you know, they've been raising rates for a while now. And I, I feel like we're probably at closer to the end of raising rates than the beginning so I don't know if that's going to really go up too much more. I mean, maybe a little yeah. bit, but you know, I, I think I think you're pretty safe there. I agree with you, Dan. Um, I've, I've been speaking with our, um, you know, our bank as well, and there is an option if it starts to get crazy. They said they can always lock it, um, so that made me feel comfortable as well. Um, 
but the cash flow on this property is just so darn good. Yeah. Like even if it goes up another couple percent, we're still doing very, you're, very yeah, well with it. So I'm comfortable. You got lots of lots of room there. Now for taxes, how much are your taxes and I'm sure you you pay this quarterly or yearly or whatever. How how much are your taxes on a monthly basis? Uh taxes on a monthly basis are two hundred and forty five a month. Okay. And then for your insurance, uh, and again, monthly. Yep. Insurance monthly is $70. Okay. So eighteen fifty in rent, you got your eight fifty seven for your mortgage payment, two forty five for taxes, $70 for insurance. So that's six seventy eight that you have left over. That's, um, that, that's pretty good. I mean, even though you're not at the 1% rule, I think because the, the numbers are so big, you have a, a pretty decent cash flow. Yeah, uh, we're, we're extremely happy with it. And um, like I said, once we make the few final repairs, every single penny of that uh, cash flow will be going toward the HELOC principal. And then, like I said before, as that HELOC principal goes down, the cash flow goes up. Right. Okay. So so right now, with that 678 that you have every month, what are you doing with that money? Like, are you putting that aside for repairs or when you have a vacancy or are you spending that money? Um, so we're not spending it. We're putting it toward the property at this point. We we had to, um, when we bought the property, we noticed that there were a few repairs that we would have had to make. Uh, and we've, we're in the process of making those now. So the cash flow from the first two months has gone right to repairs. Okay. Okay. All right. Awesome. So now, now that you've been through this process, you've owned the property for a few months, what do you think the hardest part of this entire process was? Hardest part of this entire process was actually jumping into action. Um, I, I discovered your podcast, um, late in 2022. And, uh, I just binged listened to every, just about every single episode on my way home from work every single night. And I thought to myself, I've listened to Dan and his guests. And I feel like the, the only thing I can do at this point is take action. I didn't want to have analysis paralysis and, and, and just not do anything. So the hardest part, um, was just actually jumping into action. Uh, but I knew I had to do it because that was the only way I was going to learn anything more at that point. Taking that first step and buying your first property is really the hardest part of building out a rental portfolio. But Mike, I'm proud of you. Great job. And uh, I can't wait to follow along and see how things go with building out the rest of your portfolio. As Mike mentioned a couple of times during the interview, Mike is a listener of the podcast and he reached out to me because he wanted to come on and share his story And if you want to share what you're up to with your rental properties, send me an email. I'd love to talk to you about coming on the show. You can find my contact information on the website. Just go to rentalincomepodcast.com. And uh, if you want to reach out to Mike, he is on Twitter. I've got his uh, Twitter handle on the website. You can find it at rentalincomepodcast.com slash episode 406. I'd like to thank our sponsor today for making this episode possible. It's Chaley Ridge from Ridge Lending Group. Chaley is a nationwide lender, and her specialty is helping investors finance rental properties. She has a ton of different loan programs. She's got interest-only programs. She's got ARMS. She even has first-position HELOCs on rental properties. If you want to find out more or you want to set up a time to talk to Chaley personally, 
just reach out to her at ridgelendinggroup.com. That's R-I-D-G-E lendinggroup.com, NMLS42056. Thank you so much for checking out the podcast today. Make sure you hit that follow button. I put out a new episode every single Tuesday, and if you're following the show, you'll get notified as soon as the next episode comes out. My name is Dan Lane, and this has been the Rental Income Podcast. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history, so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. I didn't like the idea that if something were to happen to me, my family was going to struggle financially. I mean, they're still going to have to pay the mortgage payment, car loans, credit cards, and whatever other living expenses they have. So I got life insurance, and it gives me a lot of peace of mind to know that they're not going to struggle. They're going to have some time to get back on their feet again. Policy Genius's technology makes it really easy to compare life insurance quotes from the top insurance companies in just a few clicks to find your lowest price. If you have life insurance through work, it may not offer enough protection for your family's needs, and it also might not follow you if you were to leave your job. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams. One of the things that I love about Policy Genius is that their agents work for you, not for the insurance companies, so you can trust their guidance. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com.